You're listening to Quantum Childhood, a Tales from the Loop actual play podcast presented by Geek at Arms. My name is Brian, I'll be the Game Master. Let's introduce our players. Hi, I'm Christian. I play Enzo, the weirdo, who's uh, 14 years old. I'm John. I play Joe Marsh-Smith. I'm the rocker kid, about 14 years old. Uh, I am Jacob, and I play Cody the Hick. So my character's name is Mo. She's 12 years old. My, my name is Yolanda. My character's name is Billy Jacobs. He's a 14-year-old troublemaker. And uh, my name is James. This is episode 11 of the Four Seasons of Mad Science, and so it goes, part two. We are all of us here who are going to be here. Are we, are we, are we? We are, we are, we are. Because Kevin's not joining us this evening. Oh, that's right. All right. So then catching us up from where we left off last week, you had found this mysterious child, Alex, who can look at you and make your brain itch somehow. (laughs) That's right. Something strange happened in the other world, and Enzo's dad got all panicked and pulled his entire family to another dimension to escape it. The agents watching Mogu just pulled up stakes and vanished for some reason. We haven't figured out why yet. And then investigating the uh, kid's last name led you to the home of Mikey Hayes, who has apparently been investigating a company called NeuroAscension Inc., NAI, where... Alex, the little kid, came from. Uh, he apparently lived in an office building or something like that, a lab, and was not allowed to leave. He escaped from there because something attacked the lab and everybody was screaming and he got scared and ran away. You believe that he is, Alex is Mikey's nephew and might be Enzo's cousin, but from the other Alex might have been Enzo's cousin in another universe somehow. Uh, that got a little confusing. And then... That second like cousin, one dimension removed. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I like the way that put. <laughs> uh, and then some campers showed up who had been attacked by some kind of creature that they described as humanoid maybe, and possibly didn't have skin. And then you called an ambulance for them. Ambulances came, picked them up while Enzo and Mogu were hiding back behind the cabin so that they didn't get spotted by anybody official. Hey, and so that's where we left. The ambulances, ambulances, the ambulances have taken off. And as you're regrouping and trying to figure out what your next steps are, you realize that Kevin seems to be missing. (laughs) <laughs> his bike is still here but he is not did kevin have his jacket with him i can't remember if we used it for something we used uh, it on the kid earlier but then he yeah, did Alex it back, was sure. wearing it but yeah he probably took it back because it's his iconic item so no sign of kevin mm. if kevin is he's really wait a second <laughs> kevin you hear your voice echo off of the rocks hey guys it, it looks like kevin wandered off without his bike what he wouldn't have bailed on us i never trust him well look never trusted him bikes bike why would he weird stuff man why would he walk off and there's something dangerous around this doesn't sound like him well there was that monster that the guy talked about the white and red stuff yeah no exactly so you think the monster got 
Kevin's a pretty tough dude. If if something had grabbed him, he'd have screamed, he'd have yelled. He would have sweet talked it. Yeah, he could have charmed. charmed it. You're he right. Yeah. He could have charmed it. Yeah. It? Yeah. Or oh at the at the very least, he would have screamed like a little girl, and we all would have heard it. Yeah. Yeah. I can get behind that. Hmm. Well, if he if he's not on a bike, he can't can't have gotten too far. What do y'all say? We head out and and look for him. I'm game on our bikes. I don't think we should split up. Yeah, we need to stick together. I mean, are any of us? What do we do about his bike? I mean, I don't want to just leave it here. Uh, we can move it behind the house too. I guess. Let's let's stash it somewhere. Yeah. So at least so no one else or, will find it. Or or the person who doesn't have a bike could ride it. He doesn't have a bike. I think he's meaning me. <laughs> oh, did you not have a bike when you came back into town? No. We look over and Mogu's just like tapping her finger on her. I'm, oh. I'm putting the bike away. <laughs> <laughs> like if I lick it, it's mine, right? <laughs> okay. Yeah, that checks out to me. That, that, only, that, only, that only counts in blueberry muffins and hand grenades. <laughs> if, if you say, if you do, I, I will definitely like be crushing on you really hard. So go ahead. Wow. Go ahead. Weird standards. Girls looking at bicycles. That's what does it for you, really. There's no judgment here. There's no judgment. Yeah, just, no, no, you know, no, I'm just saying. I mean, that's bold. That is like there's a calendar. A bold move. There's a calendar for everyone. That's right. <laughs> oh, my God. In September, she's licking a Schwinn. <laughs> Look at this dirt bike. <laughs> oh, oh, my gosh. Uh, so we're it's... going to the uh, body shop to get a new paint job, I take it? <laughs> okay. okay. Which, wh- which so... way are we going to go to find <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you examine the area around you, and might you, maybe you can find a clue. Yeah, I was going to roll yeah. investigate, see if I could see any of his uh, footprints. Yes. Yeah. Uh, we'll do the same. Oh, yeah. Okay. All right, we have... Several successes and a couple of bonus effects. Nice. James, I got you covered on that one, bro. Thank you, because I'm really hoping this isn't an indication of how the night's going to go for me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So then, Jomar, you find that you could pretty easily uh, track the campers back the direction that they came from the blood trail. And Cody, you find that the there's a little bit of moisture still on the ground. And there was there was mud this morning, and you mm-hmm. find some tire tracks leading up off to the north. That looks like it was probably made by a, a pickup truck. And then you both got a bonus success. So while you're scanning the ground, you, you're you're wandering around looking at things. You find these two things, and then you meet in the same spot, and you find a very strange footprint. Okay. And it's got apparently seven toes on the foot. What? And it's it's kind of splayed and, and wide and a little bit longer than an adult human footprint. And you, you do a little bit more hunting around and you, you track it just a little ways, say, southeasterly, um, which is roughly the same direction as the where the campers came from. And then you lose it. It just it kind of vanishes. So that's towards the road, right? Southeast. It's away from the road. Oh, away from... I'm tr- sorry, I'm trying to figure yeah, out so where you we are, are here on the map. Okay. Do we get to ask one of these questions? Uh, yes. And then did you say the truck I tracks went north? The truck tracks went north. Okay. 
Oh, I see. I was looking at the wrong line for the road. Cody, which which one of your questions do you want to add? You, you pick first. Uh, let me pull up the image again real quick. So I've given you what's hidden here. Okay. If I can, I'd like to know more about what this thing was doing as it was walking around. Like, do the tracks look like it was running or jumping or hunting or what? So the the first couple of steps that you find, you you track it backwards and and find where it came from and what it was going to. And the first couple of tracks that you find are are fairly light. And then suddenly they get deeper. And thinking back on things, where that happens is roughly where Kevin was kind of hanging around. Crazy. My question would be, what threats can I perceive here? Well, the biggest one is that there's apparently some kind of a monster that may have snatched one of your friends mm-hmm. and probably killed a camper and that it knows you're around, obviously. Oh, okay. It's also uh, quiet have... enough to snatch Kevin without us noticing. Yeah. It doesn't bode well. If if it snatched him. Well. What if, what if he were, what if he knew? Mm-hmm. He could have spotted ran. and gone after it. Yeah. Well, or, or ran the other way. Well, it it, it grabbed something because it was mm-hmm. it oh, was heavier oh. right here. Okay. Okay. After it started making tracks, and are those okay. are those tracks heading to the southeast? They both came from and head toward the southeast. Okay. Oh. oh. It looks like it it came out of the, out from among the rocks, and then turned around and went went oh. back that direction. You can't tell if it was how fast it was moving because the physiology of that foot is so strange. Yep. Cody, I think we need to tell our, our crew. Yeah, and I think if we want to help Kevin, we need to head that way first. Yeah. We got to remember the truck tracks, but uh, if it has Kevin, that's real bad news. Yeah. We, we, we should check the house something. for weapons. Yeah, let's go back and let's do that. Okay, in the house, you find several boxes of bullets. You know enough about guns to know that they're they're for a revolver. I don't know enough about guns to tell you what kind of revolver, but... <laughs> But you don't find the weapon itself. You do find like cleaning supplies and accoutrements for caring for the gun. Hmm. This is probably a police issue. Thirty-eight. You do find a nice, a nice uh, big Bowie knife, though. Ooh, ooh, yeah, that'll be good. You get one of you guys take that. I've already got a knife. We have another Enzo rooms. saying that he was going to take it. <laughs> Enzo, you want the you want the Bowie knife? Bowie knife? Uh, I'll I'll take whatever uh, broom cleaning supplies is around. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Cody, you want to carry, check for the. Uh... You want to carry the short sword? Sure, I'll, I'll take the <laughs> knife. <laughs> All right, you may add knife with a value of one to your character sheet. All right, I will take I will take the bullets um, and use them as projectiles if I need to <laughs> you throw them. them. You just chuck throw them. them and say bang, bang. Yeah. I was hoping he was into reloading <laughs> so that we could we could extract the gunpowder. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually. <laughs> If we can find a couple of pairs of pliers, we can do that. So uh, Billy's going to try a tinker roll, which is probably going to fail. But uh, Billy's going to try to find like a uh, a bag or something, a small bag. And he, he's going to try to find a pair of pliers to begin uh, taking the slugs out of the bullet so he can pour the gunpowder into a, uh, the small bag. Okay. Make your tinker roll. All right, you, you, you understand the principle of it, but you're not very, uh, you've never tried this before. You're not practiced at it. Uh, so you managed to, to gash your knuckles uh, pretty badly while you're doing this. 
you do get anybody else want to take a swing at it you do get some gunpowder come on but you also get give it a shot injured condition (laughs) billy's hurting Um, so i do get some gunpowder but i just you know now i okay fine but you just use it to cauterize your wounds (laughs) you're handicapped in other ways (laughs) now are there any matches in the house yes could you remind me there was those two could you remind me there was what was in the fridge there was a lot of beer and he had some cold cuts and like a pork loin sliced and some mustard. Oh my God. For some reason, I want to take the mustard and I don't know even why. Does he have any bottles of alcohol anywhere in the house? Yeah, he's, he's got uh, bottles of beer. I was Dang. thinking about the Molotov cocktail. Uh-huh. Getting revolutionary in here. <laughs> I told you. <laughs> I told you. What? You told what? What's happening? Uh, no, I just, I'm telling you this. You are like turning this thing out here. Okay. So Molotov cocktails. So we need the alcohol, we need the cloth, and uh, I used to have a lighter, but. Well, we got matches. Just curiosity. Sarah is, Connor going on is, yeah. is she wearing a t-shirt that says Viva la Revolucion? <laughs> <laughs> mm. Okay, so we got matches. Any uh, household supplies? Any strong cleaning? Ooh, you know what? I'm, I'm freaking getting the cold cats. I have a feeling about it. <laughs> Any small small mirror or mirror I can use, you know, for corners or stuff if we're hiding. Sure, he's got yeah. a shaving mirror. You can you can nab. Nice. See if there's any like big bottles of white vinegar or uh, cleaning supplies. I'll throw those into a backpack. <laughs> All right. Uh... He doesn't really seem like the type for green cleaning, so <laughs> he's Drano. probably got <laughs> Drano. Wow. He might have he might have that because his plumbing is not real great. Nice. Why stop there? Let's go with potash. Wait. I forgot. Is his car outside? No. Okay. I mean, if he has Windex. <laughs> he does. He obviously doesn't have Windex with as uh, as dirty as his windows are. If I looked around, would I find? a hammer or a hatchet or a, you know, like a, a, a tool for handsaw or anything that he might've used outside. Uh, we'll say that he's, he's got a hammer. I'm going to pick that hammer up. All right. It's hefty. Okay. You, you think that you could probably use this to drive nails. <laughs> okay, then. <laughs> All right. Any other random bits of, Household supplies that you would like to pilfer from this guy? No, any kind of spray bottles? Uh, he's got some some bug killer in a spray bottle. I'll take that. <laughs> any uh, you know what? Just I'm gonna grab a couple of uh of hunks of that beef. Okay, that's in there. But I'm gonna try to find a something to wrap it up in, so that it doesn't leak uh, down all into my backpack. All right, uh, you find some. Some of those fancy new zip-closed bags. i got to tell my mom about these. <laughs> and we said there were matches, but no lighter, right? Yes. Right. He probably has a lighter, but it's on his person because he's a smoker. Right. Because smokers never lose their lighters. It has been proven. <laughs> <laughs> well, they never lose them in their house, apparently. But it's not true. <laughs> <laughs> what about things like uh, any flashlights? I honestly don't know if we have flashlights or not. Uh, no, he, he doesn't have a flashlight in his house. 
I've got one in my bag. What? Um, yeah, Enzo is cautious cool. to always carry a flashlight. <laughs> Creeping around everywhere. What about non-refrigerated uh, food? Uh, yeah, he's got some assorted canned vegetables, some like chili meat, that kind of thing in the pantry. Some rice, dried beans. So we think of picnic guys? <laughs> Thinking uh, bait or uh, distraction or munchies, any of the above. <laughs> Yeah, the porks. The porks a good idea, I think. I do like that. Yeah, I also took. I also took the cold cats. I'm still thinking about the mustard. I don't know. <laughs> and there are three very stale ginger snap cookies in the cupboard. Pass. That's like a ninja star, and we know it. <laughs> like if you guys never and I, this is for real, sis. If you guys never have done a war in which your swords are still like a bread that has gone super hard. You don't know what you're missing. There it is. Okay. So if the French would only let their baguettes get hard, they would actually be a vital fighting force. Who knew? It happens almost like every other week in my house. (laughs) How much bread is your household buying? Too much, thanks to Costco. (laughs) Yeah, there's something about it. You know, it's a constant fight. Like, you you see the potential, you buy it. Then when you have it, you're like, I don't want to eat so many carbs. <laughs> or you just put it in the drawer and forget about it. Hey, but then that. swords later. <laughs> oh, be honest. You buy the bread knowing full well that it's going to become a sword in a week. Be <laughs> <laughs> All right. Y'all feeling Are ready? done stealing from Mikey Hayes? <laughs> we got the place yeah. ready to go after I am. friend. Yeah, I'm good. Mm-hmm. All right. So you're following the footprints to the southeast. Is that the plan? Yes, on bikes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. And and where did we leave the kid, or is he still with us? He is still with you. Okay. Just put him in a uh-huh. basket like E.T. <laughs> Offer him some beans. or. Yeah, I'm literally thinking, if we see the freaking monster, this kid better tickle the brains. And speaking we'll of like, Alex... Show the kid and tickle, tickle! Well, maybe we should figure out his... Ki- Maybe we should figure out his kill word before we go down. <laughs> yeah, who is he? Who, who's got a, a good bike for carrying the child? See, I think Kevin had one of those really long banana seats, and since we gave it to Mogu, he's probably going to ride with Mogu. No, I think, I think that's, that's right, though. I'm pretty sure we did explicitly discuss him having a little cruiser. <laughs> I remember that, at least. Kevin's been riding a tandem bike this whole time. Hey, hey, keep, keep, in, keep in mind, Mogu, that it ha- even riding two on a bike is better than not having a bike at all. Sure. At least you get to be the one pedaling this time. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> all right. All so right. Uh, you go a little ways, and you're starting to realize that the bikes aren't really very suited to this terrain. Oh, no. Figures. So we just <laughs> repainted the bike, and then now we have to ditch it? <laughs> Uh, You don't have to, but uh, if you continue on the bikes for very long, then you're all going to be exhausted. Mm. So it's up to you. All right, let's walk it. Yeah. Okay. Not worth tiring ourselves. It's not even my bike. Okay. That we can hide them in. Some spy craft to try to cover a bunch of grabs. Lay mine behind a rock. Yeah, pretty much rocks is is most of what you've got in this area. Note to self, ask for a dirt bike for Christmas. 
No, I'm just kidding. I'm not getting a Christmas. As far out as you are away from the highway and there's not a whole lot of uh, people here, you think the bikes are probably going to be fine. It's a pretty good bet that whatever seven-toed, very large creature this is, isn't real suited to riding a bicycle anyway. So they're probably safe. Billy's going to find a tree close to where he hid the bikes and he's going to mark an X on it with his knife because in all reality, we're ditching our bikes in the dark on the side of a mountain and who knows if we're going to be able to find this place again. Yeah. Well, you'll be able to find it easily enough because it's a spot with a tree in it. Is it? Okay. <laughs> I thought we were in a wooded area. Oh, too sure. No, you're, you're in the uh, Lake Mead, Nevada area where trees are kind of hard to find. Where did this tree by. come from? Oh, that's handy. I'll put an X on it. <laughs> How convenient. How convenient. Uh, anyway, and it's not, it's not terribly dark yet. Um, I think... What did I say last time we established, established what it was? Seven or eight. We started like 10 in the morning. Yeah, you started pretty early, and it wasn't all that far to get here. So I'm thinking that it's probably five-ish. Yeah. Okay. Afternoon. So you walk for a while, following the, the footprints as best you can. And at some point, the footprints and the blood trail start following the same track. Mm. I think we're getting close to where they were camping, guys. Okay. But who would want sure to enough, camp out here? You uh, you creep over a, a small rise, and you are now over here looking down at the river. And it's a little greener here because, of course, there's water. So it's a it's not an awful place to, to camp, and there's a little mm-hmm. pullout for canoes. And you see there's the, the remains of some tents down there. And it looks like the the campsite itself has been pretty well trashed. And there is also you cover Mike uh, Alex's eyes when you when you realize that because there's a dead man down there. Oh, great. Here we go again. All right. Well, I think this is the the right place. Is this your guys's? I mean, ours first dead body. Second, I think. Second. I'm trying to think if if and when we saw one before the uh, velociraptors ate somebody that's out right of the hunting cabin and that was worse yeah yeah there there was only half this a one, dead body there yeah <laughs> yeah this this guy looks to be relatively in one piece great so who's going to go check him out billy's going to start he's going to sigh and start making his way down anybody want to make any skill rolls while you're doing this um i will do um okay you know what i'm going to be paranoid i'm going to Sneak my way down. I thought you might. <laughs> and I'm going to... I'm moving around the campsite to see maybe where the creature might have come in from. I'm going to sneak too, but I'm going to roll move and try to get a bonus success since my score on that is so much higher. Okay. And I, I get a bonus. So if I can move sneakily with that, I would like to. You can. And uh, Enzo also got a bonus. Would you like to lend that to Billy? Uh, sure. So that he is not spotted by any horrible monsters lurking in the rocks. (laughs) Billy's decided that he's just going to lay back on a rock and just close his eyes, put his hand behind his head, and not do another dang thing for the rest of the night. (laughs) Nothing's wrong in this area. This seems like a good place to hang out. (laughs) That's what I'm doing. I'm hanging out. It's like, don't you want to? Don't you want to investigate this? Don't you want? Nope, nope. Can't be bothered. It's just going to fail. Maybe he can stay with Alex. Yeah. Billy and I watch. Or are we taking the kid to see the dead body as a new attraction? After almost tripping on some gravel, uh, Billy decides to stay with the kid. Yeah. 
I'm gonna right, I'm so, gonna hang with them. So that gives us Mogu and Enzo down in the campsite, and Cody moving around the periphery looking for more yep. clues. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm just oh. keeping my eyes out on everybody, but I'm staying with Billy and the kid. Right. Well, so how about the, the the three of you that are investigating? Give me investigate roles. Mm. Ooh. Not too Fire shabby. today. <laughs> yeah. All right. So once again, we'll pull up our investigate skill. And each of you may ask two of those questions. Uh, all right. First, where where's the monster, if anywhere? Yeah, I think first off, we want to see which direction it went or if it has a hideout nearby. Mm. All right. Or if it's just in front of us hiding. Yes, nice. <laughs> is the air Ripley <laughs> up in the trees? That actually is an excellent question. Um, nice. You had to ask. <laughs> Only Enzo would be would have the experience to have recognized this particular uh, feeling in the air. Your your teeth are kind of vibrating a little bit. I start messing with my teeth, looking <laughs> around. If anyone else, the same kind of sensation that you got when you passed through the portal both times. I feel like that either means something's about to pop in, or this is just like the residue from it passing through. I'm, if you want me to answer the uh, what I'm, does it mean question, I could do that. All right. Uh, so what does it mean? <laughs> uh, your guess is that this sensation is the result of space-time being bent somehow and that it's a, a residual effect of something crossing over from another plane. All right, well, I, I think I'll whisper some crazy version of that to Mogu, who's closest. <laughs> <laughs> so, so like my, my, my teeth are rattling and I think that means that space time continuum is being messed with by something. <laughs> it makes complete sense. Huh. Let's see. Cody had passed through the time portal, but that's a different kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I think I did have questions too, right? Yes. So do we perceive any kind of like threat around us? You get the sense that there's no presence here. Whatever it was has come and gone. And does the body has any marks on it or anything? There's a, a large pool of blood coming out from underneath it, but you don't see any marks on the backside of it. He's laying face down. Gotcha. I've answered one of Cody's questions and one of Enzo's and one of Mogu's. Uh... What's hidden? You notice that there looks to be the butt of a rifle stock underneath this guy. Okay. I think we might need that. So I'm going to I'm gonna carefully approach the body then. Um, but I'll, I'll let the other two ask their questions. Okay. The, uh, there are some flies buzzing around it. It doesn't really smell bad yet. It hasn't been here very long. The, the blood is still tacky. Mm-hmm. Of course, it gives you the Wiggins because it's a dead body. Yep. Billy looks at the kid and goes, I hope they remember to check the pockets. <laughs> <laughs> and within Zoe's great hearings, he, he uh, takes the hint. <laughs> <laughs> so I, uh, Enzo checks the pockets. Okay. You find his wallet, a uh, set of car keys. He's got a little bit of, a little bit of loose change. Well, we probably don't want to look like we robbed the guy and have his stuff, but if we can well, at least look at his... Uh, Does he have a Blockbuster card? Look at his ID. Uh, yes, he has a Blockbuster card. 
<laughs> All right, I'll, uh, so what's his name? Uh, let's see. Ken was the guy that uh, you rescued, so this must be Sam. I don't think I wrote down his last name, so we'll say Stanberry. Sam Stanberry. Uh, right, I'll, I'll write it down in my sketchbook. Is it obvious from the keys what kind of car it's for? It looks like a... Uh, it's It's got the Ford logo on it. Uh, so I, I want to carefully turn him over and pull out the rifle butt. Okay. There is a rifle underneath him. It's covered in blood. And he's got a large gash on his chest, diagonal from his collarbone down to a little bit below his ribs. Can I tell if it looks like a claw or a blade? Or... Using your third question, you would guess that it's a, a claw of some kind. And I think at this point, we've got uh, one question left for Mogu. The most interesting question for me would be the how can I get into or past something in terms of what we have in front of us in the forest that Enzo is perceiving. Based on your past experience, if this is uh, the kind of thin spot that Enzo passed through before, if you had the same kind of machine that you had in that tunnel under the the loop, Mm -hmm. you might be able to reopen it in this spot. There's another little piece of information I need to give you, but I don't know exactly what form it should take. That's not concerning. <laughs> well, because the the trouble I had is that I didn't want you guys running straight off to NAI at the beginning because that's where the end of the story is. <laughs> and so I was having to like conceal the address and, and throw smoke and mirrors at you. So now I have to find a way to, to get you there with something that was here. <laughs> Since you didn't go to the other place that would have that information. Behind the block behind the blockbuster card is an employee card. <laughs> you know what? That works actually. <laughs> this guy was actually an employee of uh Neuroascension Inc. and he's got a business card that has the the business's address on it. And a map. Bill looks at the kid and goes, I knew it. <laughs> What an amazing coincidence. How am I going to get them there? It's going to be super easy. Barely an inconvenience. (laughs) This is less less Spielberg and leaning more on the MacGyver now. (laughs) Enzo, you said you think you think there's some portal shenanigans going on, but we need it. We need some kind of equipment to open it up. Yeah, this definitely feels like. Um, what have I experienced, but I, I've only ever seen it, um, either open on the other side when I left the first time or my father's equipment that we don't have anymore that I've seen. I'm not sure what's happened since I've been gone. Cause yeah. Do do the, so do the tracks of the monster just end in the camp? Yes. Okay. They end Hmm. pretty much right in the area where the, uh, the teeth rattling sensation is. Okay. And yeah, is there is there anything in the tents, or are they just completely <laughs> collapsed and destroyed? The tents themselves uh, aren't terribly damaged. Uh, some of the poles have been bent. There's bullet holes uh, in some of the canvas. They've all collapsed. Once you pull them open, you can see that. And there's sleeping bags and uh, uh, some rucksacks in there with with clothes, camping supplies. There are some flashlights. Sweet. I think we should grab those. Flashlights for everybody. <laughs> yes. 
Well, flashlights for all but one of you, but Enzo has his own, so that works. And these we don't have to give back to the uh, to the store. We can just keep them <laughs> as their <laughs> evidence that has been taken from a crime scene. <laughs> right. <laughs> so we're kids with guns now, so that's that's cool. <laughs> yeah, was there any were we able to find any ammunition? You were not. The gun has been fired. There are uh, shell casings all around. And apparently it was fired until it was empty. If this guy worked for NAI, I wonder, we should show the ID to the kid and see if he knows anything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm. I would say show him the body, but I don't think that's a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> hey kid, want to be scarred for life? Do you know this man? <laughs> as, you take uh, a, as you lift up the dead head. <laughs> Just ignore the blood. He probably doesn't look like that all the time. Now imagine him with color (laughs) in his face and, you know, both eyes looking the same direction. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, let's see if he recognizes the logo on the card. All right. Uh, You show him the card and he he says that, yeah, that's the same logo as the people have on their on their coats. But he doesn't he doesn't know the name Sam Stanbury. That's not somebody he knows. You said there were keys for a, a vehicle. Is that is said vehicle here as well? It is not. No. There's no no uh, access for a car here. Well, well if it's does a dead anybody recognize them. the address of the car? Uh, no, since he's never really been allowed outside, he doesn't know the address of the building that he was kept in. No, I mean us. Do we know where, oh. that, where that is? Uh, yeah, you can estimate. It's on 93. And based on that address, where is my pointer? Here we go. NAI would be... Just another hike. Okay. Yeah, so it's fairly close by. Okay, so should we try and get there? Oh, I don't have any other ideas. Yeah, because if this is a dead end, I mean, presumably the well, creature I mean, all, all, ro- <laughs> all roads are leading to here, so. <laughs> Towards the north. Okay. You would guess that by the time you get there, it will probably be um, dusk. Do you want to? If it's a, a normal kind of business, probably their doors are going to be closed at five. So it's, it's already after that. You want to attempt to go in at night? Yeah, but there's a child missing, so mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, and didn't something bust in and out? Yeah. That's what he said. Yeah. They're going in, people. Yeah, I think it's... Besides, when have, when have we ever let somewhere being closed stop us? <laughs> Amen to that. Never. Yeah. Okay. Breaking into the laboratory at night with a monster on the loose. Gotcha. Don't worry, I have the cold cuts. <laughs> I'm just operating on the theory that this thing is going after people from NAI. That's why it attacked the this employee and it mistook uh mistook Kevin for the kid. So that's I'm feel I'm feeling good myself about dealing with it at night. It's probably foolish. All right. So NAI is a fairly standard looking commercial building. It's got that logo on a sign out front. It's got a parking lot that can accommodate maybe a dozen cars. So you've got the main door over there. It's, you know, the kind of glass doors you can, you can see through them. And it looks like inside everything is dark. Uh, and there are no windows on the front of the building on the ground floor. Uh, there are some on the second floor. And nothing's been busted out 
Like there's no holes in the walls or windows. Uh, not that you can see from where you are. If you wanted to go around the the back side of the building, you might be able to see more. Yeah, probably open the door. Definitely want to scout out the. the <laughs> you just want to try the door first. I mean, it's the what if? Imagine you walk around and freaking door was open. <laughs> I do. I do like that approach. <laughs> Straightforward. All right, I'm uh, checking the door. Hang hang on a, a second. I'm I'm still thinking about some other okay. other things that might be going on here because you're okay. a little ahead of where I expected you to be at this point. <laughs> you gave us the clue because we were too far behind and now we're too far ahead. <laughs> well, no. The trouble was you were you were getting too far ahead in the previous thing and you were going to go straight to the end of the end of the story uh last week <laughs> <laughs> and get eviscerated by a monster. So I do think Enzo is going to want to scout around the, the exterior of the building the just outside. to check all. Sure. Anything fishy Chicken. here. Look for holes right. in the walls. <laughs> so then over on this side, there is uh, some, it looks like this building was adapted from whatever it was before. And there are windows on the sides of the building, but they're all like frosted and then been reinforced. But one of them was broken out and has been covered over with plywood. Right. So you can't approach actually immediately because there actually is a guard here. Um, do I have some random guard token, maybe? We'll get Hadar. It's not really Hadar, but we're going to pretend Hadar here. He's back. This guy is wearing uh, uh, black clothing. It looks kind of like military fatigues, but it's not camouflage. He has a, uh, a pistol on his hip and a radio. He looks a little bored. Does he look like he likes cold cuts? <laughs> Lure him away. Throw them on the ground one by one. <laughs> and a line of them that leads to a big box held up by a stick that's got a piece of string attached to it. <laughs> yeah, just a dollop on each cold cut. Wow. I guess that beer would have been better. Yeah, yeah I'm thinking about the same thing. May I bother you with a like, Guys, it's an adult with a gun. So if you want to get around to the side of the side of the building, you're going to have to make a sneak roll. What if we go around the long way around that the building? I mean, I should have gotten the most hard. Well, I, either way to, to approach the building, he might see you. All right. Yep. Yep. Don't really have a choice, so. Anybody who's investigating windows needs to sneak. I just want to say this is my fifth zero in a row. <laughs> Proud of you, Billy. Just going to put that out there. I am not trying to sneak, but see as how people are failing. I guess I need to. All right. So I need to sneak. Sneaking. I fail miserably. Yes. All right. So we do have Enzo with one bonus success, but we also have both Mogu and Oops. Jomar that failed. Sorry. So who gets chased? <laughs> Me. <laughs> I had a feeling. I can get chased. I have the cool cut. <laughs> I can slap the guy with the face in the face with him. <laughs> <laughs> it's up to you, Mogu, so, if you want to be chased. That's whatever fine. works, I don't mind. Yeah, but if if you enact that particular plan from from now on you're gonna be referred to as ham slapper. So I love it. <laughs> the no, ham no, no. slapper. Yeah. She Yes. She was leading him into a hambush. Yeah. <laughs> 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 All right. So as you uh, approach 
trying to, to keep the various bits of uh, decorative rocks and uh, his car between you and mm -hmm. him. Most of you get around the side of the building. Yeah, which side are we trying on, to get the, to? Probably Ooh, the side that's further away from him. Oh, okay. So most of you get around there, but he spots Mogu. Oops. He happens to turn that way right as you're getting getting to the edge of the the building, and he shouts, "Hey, hey, you, stop! Who? Oh. You? Who are you?" <laughs> and he he starts uh, jogging your direction. He's got a flashlight. He's pointing it at you now. Do we still have our bikes or? No. Are they nearby? Back there, oh, you guys go. You guys go. When we went back to the highway, I go towards the guy. Well, or in just the opposite direction, like lead him far away from. No, just... we go towards the guy. <laughs> okay, so he's moving. He's about here by now, and you can move. You can move your uh, icon, and the rest what of you are doing, doing what? I'm watching in amazement. <laughs> <laughs> I guess, I mean, if you guys can keep an eye on her, like, uh, I'll run ahead and if anyone wants to come with. You guys, you guys go. You guys go. I'll, I'll keep an eye. Right. Yeah, so I think we take the opportunity to kind of dash around the building, look for any other entrances yeah. or All right. funny business. So. What's your plan, Mook? <laughs> I'll tell you when it happens. <laughs> All right. Well, that's, that's what I'm waiting for. I have my rope ready. Cool. All right, so Cody and Billy are both hanging back, and the rest of you are going. That'd be Jomar and Enzo. Yeah, I'm heading with my bro. We're okay. gonna go. Cool. All right, so as you guys uh, get around and you're you're going around the back corner, Cody and Billy see uh, not Hadar. And very mean parents. I will name my sons Hadar <laughs> and not Hadar. And he he holds the the flashlight up in that underhanded grip like people do when they're shining it in your face, <laughs> and says, uh, "I'm I'm sorry, Miss. You you need to to leave this." This is private property. You you can't be here. Sure. So what is this? Well, it's NAI, as you can see on the sign. It's it's a private business, and uh, they've they've hired security here. So you need to to go ahead and just leave the area. Right. Do you know where is the closest bus stop? Bus stop? Yes. I mean, I I I'm lost. I don't know where I am. How I'm gonna leave? I'm just gonna leave. Where to go? Where? You're not very helpful. <laughs> Well, you can uh, go back down the highway to the. You're sending uh, a child through the, the highway. Hey, look, you're not my kid, and I was just hired to to guard the building. Mm -hmm. Doesn't matter to me where so you. So you're going to leave a mine or go into the highway? I see how it is. Oh, do you want me to call the police? In other thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you got here. I'm sure that you can get a, get back. Uh... the The nearest phone or bus stop is probably going to be down at the. At the hotel down the highway a little ways. Okay, fair It's enough. not that far. All right. It's a little bit late, though, you know? Well, then you better get moving. Fine. And I started to move towards whatever. I thought he was going to get more belligerent. <laughs> what if I try, like, to go around him? <laughs> um, in in what way? What, like, going what towards the main door instead of going to... Uh, he'll, he'll kind of pace by, he says... Please, please, young lady, I need you to leave. You can't be here. Wait, you're talking to me? Yes, I'm talking to you. <laughs> okay, fine. The highway is the other direction. Wait, but you... Mm -mm. <laughs> so this is buying us a lot of time. Yeah, right? what the hell are you guys doing? <laughs> right, plenty. <laughs> oh, I'm looking. 
It's like kind of like go out of the sight of the guy and wait. Right. So Jomar and Enzo get around uh, the middle of the building, apparently, over here. And okay. uh, they eventually find uh, that place that I mentioned that has the uh, the plywood over the window. Um, but I'm going to change what I said. You don't hear anything inside. Okay. Because there's a guard here, and he would have probably been investigating that. Does the... Uh, what do you want to do, Enzo? wonder if there's a way we can... This board up window is loose and all, or... Uh, if you wanted to attempt a tinker roll, you might be able to get through it without making a whole lot of noise. Right. If you fail your tinker roll, you'll get through it and make a lot of noise. Okay. All right, well, I'll go for it. I'm. It's not my strong suit. You might ask. Yeah, you can't succeed, actually, because you've only got one die in a condition. Oh, right. <laughs> uh, Jomar might have better chances. I'll try. His tinker is... Four dice. Wait, <laughs> like, don't you have a hammer, Jomar? Which is better than zero dice. Yeah, but I'm not going to be hitting things right now. <laughs> but can you can you pry it though? Yes, that's, with that success, that's what I try to do is pry. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> so Injo just like pushes on the wood and be like, nope, okay, well that doesn't work. So, <laughs> so I'm going to start at one of the top corners and try to kind of gently pry and All see right. if I can get it to where we can get our fingers. All right, so you pull it. Uh, pull it away enough that you can uh, see inside a little bit. And there's a little bit of light that looks like it's coming from some kind of machines, blinky green and red lights. Uh, and looking inside, you can see that this room is, is full of strange equipment. Well, I, given the computers, I feel like we're going to need Mogu. So um, as much as I want to run in, I feel like maybe need to circle back and, or try to get her. To come this oh, way uh, and who's got uh, Alex with them? <laughs> oh. oh, that's a good question. I keep forgetting about the kid. It was... I expected him to be at the well, police by now. Billy's been so close with the <laughs> babysitting. <laughs> All right, so he's over back over there with with uh, Billy and Cody. Then, okay. I mean, I'm... what are you thinking, Zoe? Just go back and get the crew. I mean, I can slip in and see if there's anything and try to. I was I was thinking, uh, yeah, if man, if you. You can you try it? it? You're a little smaller than me. I mean, I think that might help. If we can at least understand a little bit more of what's going on in here. Okay, so you're going inside? I'll go inside, Bias. I'd say to Jomar that I'm just very under underprepared for any situation in there. Just so be sure <laughs> I got to get my hammer, dude. I got my hammer. I'll come in and get you. All right. Uh, well, I, I've got the Drano bottle at the ready. and So All right. I slip in. So you wind up in this room. And this was an actual lab that I grabbed, so all of these words don't make any sense for what this place actually is. <laughs> but you've got lots of different kinds of equipment. There's some, most of it looks similar to the kinds of stuff that you saw in your attic um, that your dad was was tinkering with. And once again, you've got that sensation of vibrating teeth in this room. All right, so my fillings are hurting. Okay. Uh, I think I'm going to... And do an investigation. Okay. Roll your investigate then. I think, you know, first off, I want to see if anyone else is here. The building feels pretty empty. Uh, you don't get the sense that there's anybody in here. And looking around, uh, other than, you know, the vague sense that this is all kind of familiar, you don't, uh, you don't see anything terribly helpful or useful. Yeah, I guess with zero successes, I'm like, I'm in a lab. That's kind of <laughs> all I get from that. Right. 
Uh, there are doors. There's two doors out of this room on the southern side there and there. Yeah, I think I'll go for the one in the corner, sort of trying to explore without going too close to the front door where the, the guard would be. Okay. So you open that door carefully, and it reveals a place with several lockers um, and some lab coats hung up, and some of those... Uh, they look like radiation suits, but they're not yellow. They're white. And Brian, I'm getting a little antsy standing out there, so I'm going to pull at that board a little bit, and I'm going to slip right in and stand right there at the window. Or... Okay. You can go ahead and move yourself in then. Okay. Meanwhile, uh, Mogu, once you've gotten far enough away from the building, you figure out a way that you can slip back and uh, rejoin these guys <laughs> out of sight of the uh, the guard. Oh, good, you're back. How are you guys doing? Let's uh, let's take the kid around back and see what they found. And as I as I look around the corner, are they both inside the building now? Uh, by the time you get all the way around, yeah, they would both be both inside. Um, but when you get to that same spot over here, you find the the loose plywood and figure out probably what happened. Oh. Okay, so there's a whole look in. Where's my uh? token where am i and are the lights off in here or are we using flashlights They're over here big map there we are uh, the lights are off but there's enough light ambient light from all these machines uh in the the room you came into first that you could see and i see something out of the corner of my eye cody is that you jomar what are you doing in there man get in here have you got the crew with you yeah, now we Get do. Get in here. Get in here. <laughs> All right. The guard comes around and finds you. We're in big trouble. Go ahead, Brian. I mean, you think right. it's any better if he finds us inside? <laughs> sure. <laughs> that guy seems very friendly. Uh, he's not, he's not going to know. He's not going to know. He got distracted. So Alex is, <laughs> Alex is very nervous and scared now. He says, this, this, is, this is where it happened. This is where the monster was. Oh, uh, great. Uh, Enzo, where you are, you don't have any of the lights from there, but you can see that there are lights from uh, this southern area that looks like kind of office emergency lights, the, the kind that are on when the rest of the facility is dark. And then you've got a door to the north and a door to the south. So I think I'm going to check out where the lights are. Is that looking out like a window or something? It's a... Uh, a double double door one of one of the doors is open and you can see that there's a hallway there you forgive my hybrid map i had to kind of draw more building on the front of this thing so i love it but i think i'd put my head back into the other room and be like guys people with hammers come in this people way with hammers. okay <laughs> come on guys follow me as billy uh, starts to jo- goes to join them he's going to grab one of these fire extinguishers okay oh. Should we think want to ask the kid um if he saw where the monster was in here before? Which direction it came from or where did he see it? I didn't I didn't really see it. Um but this is where there was this the screaming in this room. Um and then I, I ran out the, the front door. Room. Yeah. Charming. I was in the front in the front area in the offices. This hallway is looking a little bit more office-like 
less like laboratories. Well, I can try to sneak up there and keep scouting out the rooms. Okay. All right. So then this next set of doors that you're standing in front of is closed. And you can hear softly through it the, the sounds of the outside, the, the highway. Um, the rest of the building seems to be fairly well insulated. Actually, there's probably a door a door right there. And if I... I think I'd put my ear to it to listen. Uh, you don't hear anything of note there. Maybe we should double back and check one of the other doors. Still trying to like stay away from the too far to the main. We're right behind you, so. So yeah, maybe I just signal for someone to check the other door in the in the back. Okay, this door up here. Since I'm closest to it, I will do so. Sweet. All right, so you open that door. And there is more lab equipment there. This looks, there are a few looks like uh, dentist chairs with these weird apparatus that would go down on the head here. And there are some gurneys or beds or something in here. And a lot of monitoring, monitoring equipment. Getting a really bad vibe about this place. Alex says, that's, that's where they test me. And where I can talk to other Alex sometimes. Wait. All very normal. <laughs> Do I see any other doors in this room? Uh, yes, there are two more doors. Actually, three more doors. Two right next to each other up here. And then one here down here to the south. So sh should we go in, guys? Should we go into that room? Well, we got three We got three more doors this way. What do you guys say? Yeah, let's, I'm with Billy. I look at, let's go. I look, I look at the kid and say, are you okay going back in there? Are you going to be all right? Um, I, I really don't, don't like being here at all. I mean, I, I'd like to go up to my room. Which way is that? It's, it's out the hallway down over there. He points to where, where Enzo is and up the stairs. Yeah. Okay, man. Why don't you lead us to your room then? Ooh, yeah, let's go. Let's go there. Uh, so he takes point and reveals this area, which I haven't detailed very much, but the stairs are over here on the left side. Over here on the right, there's reception, and there are some doors all along that wall to the north. Looks like they lead into offices. Actually, I'll just go ahead and reveal those because it's not all that important. Quantum Childhood is brought to you by this fine sponsor. Get ready for a life-changing experience of light, sound, rock music, and particle physics. One night only, live at the Rail Ed, it's Buckaroo Bonsai and the Hong Kong Cavaliers. It's going to blow your mind and blow your eardrums. The Hong Kong Cavaliers, live at the Rail Ed in Hemingway. Uh, so Alex leads you up the stairs, and the second floor is a few more offices, and there's also a couple of apartments up here. And he goes into one, and the that woman that you uh, saw on the nightstand and in the obituary mm -hmm. is actually sitting in a chair in this room and he shouts, mom. And he runs up to her and he hugs her and she says, Oh, Alex, you're safe. I'm so, I'm so glad you're okay. Where have you been? We're so worried. Aunt Liv is at the police right now. And they're, they're searching everywhere for you. Uh -uh. She said police. <laughs> she did say police. I don't like that word. And she was in an obituary. Don't like that one. Who's who? Who are these these other kids with you? No one. <laughs> Hello, ma'am. We um 
we're friends of, of your sons. I find that a little hard to believe. I don't think he even knows anybody in this town. We're, we're new friends. Yeah. He, he, he got lost and, and, and we found each other and, and we were trying to help him get back here to, to see you. Oh, I, I see, I guess. Oh, Alex, did you run off? Did you completely leave the building? Oh, you know you're not supposed to do that. He says, I'm sorry, Mom, I was scared. I heard all those people shouting and, and they sounded afraid. And, and so I ran away. Okay, I've got I've to call your aunt right now. And she picks up the phone and starts dialing. Uh, uh, bef- before you do that, <laughs> uh, uh, ma'am, um, is it Elizabeth, was it? Oh. <laughs> I mean, ma'am. She she looks at you, uh, says, Elizabeth, I'm not sure why you'd call me that. Maybe just misheard. You, you, you said Elizabeth, right? I, I mean, maybe. <laughs> Alex looks at says, well, I told you, I told you people call her Betty. <laughs> so, Elizabeth. <laughs> but before we go calling people and things, uh, we just a couple of questions we wanted to ask you if you don't mind she pauses for a moment she says um i guess and she puts the phone down so as i'm sure you've noticed i'm sure everyone's noticed this town is weird everything in this town is weird (laughs) so we're just kind of curious what flavor of weird is this place (laughs) she laughs a little bit and she says uh well yeah I suppose it's it's plenty weird. Well we do it's kind of kind of embarrassing. We do psychic research here. Untapped powers of the mind. I know it's it's pseudoscience. It sounds really hokey. But my partner really thinks and it's I'm like, like oh pfft. oh yeah, that's yep, totally hokey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Billy starts looking around wondering when is Bill Murray going to step out because <laughs> She says, yeah, I know. It's it's unusual. Um, some people say that, that some of the things that we do here aren't exactly science. But, you know, uh, Miss Martinez is quite adamant that she's on to something. And, well, little Alex here is, is quite a prodigy in that area. So what kind of psychic work are you doing with Alex? Miss Martinez thinks that he has uh, some small telepathic abilities that he can read minds. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. All normal. Cool. Cool. Um, and so he, he's, he's in the psychic uh, room. Gotcha. Which, um, which floor do you guys have the monster making, uh, factory then monster making factory? I think you've been watching too much science fiction. Uh, and says she- the lady who says she works with psychics. <laughs> she picks up the phone and starts dialing again. Billy's going to walk over and actually put his finger on the hang-up. <laughs> okay. Uh... Anyone that wants a cold card? <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> or maybe I just like accidentally trip over the, uh, the cord in the wall. <laughs> uh, I forgot the mustard. But... She, she gives you a <laughs> very... said that. <laughs> she gives you a very cold look and she says... Young man, I'm grateful to you for bringing back my son. 
but I am going to call my boss now, and you are trespassing. Mm-hmm. Take your finger off of that rocker. Listen, two things happened at the same time. One, your son shows up, makes our brains feel a little staticky, but I'm not going to hold that against him. Two, something shows up and starts killing people. There's no such thing as coincidence in this town. Uh, she looks a little dismayed at the when you mentioned killing people, uh, but she doesn't say anything. Instead, she and and now, now our friend is disappeared. So you're going to understand that all of us are more than a little concerned. Yeah, he said, "Friend." And I hold up the bottle of Drano very threateningly. <laughs> She she Man. pushes past all of you out into the hallway and is walking toward the stairs. Oh, I'm following her. Why didn't you hit her with the cold cuts? <laughs> <laughs> because it's not going to help. Is she going upstairs or downstairs? I don't know how many levels there are to this building. Uh, there are three levels and she's going downstairs. Oh, she's going to the security guard. Okay. She is headed that way. I'm going to try to charm her. You guys can head her off. I'll, I can Do you have one of those flutes? <laughs> No, but I do say, <laughs> wait, let's start with what broke your window. Something, something strange is going on and it's not, it's not just us who it's affecting. We brought I'm back sorry. your son. Come on. Actually, I, I do. <laughs> Help you us out least, a little yeah, bit. She, you at least owe us for that. I, I kind of have a question though, because I saw you before. All right. Well, let's, uh. Resolve Cody's charm here first. <laughs> uh, her steps slow, and she says, All right, look, this is not information that the company needs getting out, but a few months ago, Alex made contact, I guess. He, he discovered something, some kind of, I don't know, other place. We started experiments that were not about mental phenomena or anything, but more about uh, spatial distortions, and they opened a passage to somewhere. Oh, gosh. I just realized something. She should have recognized Enzo. Yeah, that that's where my question was going. <laughs> I was going to tell her, I, I've seen you in a picture before, and... You were with someone that we know. It's all connected. So <laughs> that that's where I was going. Um, all right, so let me let me back up my brain a little bit here. <laughs> right. The Olivia... talks of portals made her finally recognize the boy. <laughs> so actually Enzo wasn't wasn't in the room yet, we'll say that. <laughs> um, <laughs> But he was really good. She walks past and was like, "Hey, I know." But yeah, he was outside. He was outside in the hallway, and she comes out into into the hallway, and she sees him, and her eyes just get really huge, and she she actually even starts hyperventilating a little bit um, as Cody talks, and then she says the thing about we we contacted another place, and she turns back and she looks at Enzo and she says. We th we thought you went back there. How can you be here again? Who uh, we? I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> she says, 
Daryl, during our first, ex- or not our first experiment, but one of our experiments, they opened some kind of a gateway and it sucked you out. You were unconscious, but Alex said that you, you came from the other place and that Daryl was your father or something. And so he took you home. He forged papers for you. But then six months ago, I thought we were opening it back up to try and, and prove that the the technology was viable to get the DOD to, to sign off on it. But something happened and Daryl vanished and people said that you'd gone through some kind of a another another portal. And we thought that was the end of it. But Olivia kept wanting wanting to push forward and she kept trying to open the portal back up again and and that's when it happened. That's when that other thing happened. And something else came through. Yeah. And we've been we've been trying to to search for it. We've been trying to to find out what it was. Olivia pulled all of her contacts with with the government and got some some people that she knew with the defense department to come and, and try to hunt for the thing. Okay. Look, you can't tell anybody about any of this. They'll, they'll shut us down and we'll never be able to get the, whatever that, that thing was back out of this universe, back to where it began, where it belongs. Well, I don't think you have much to worry. We're kids. Nobody believes us. (laughs) Ma'am, I appreciate what you're saying, but if they find that dead body down there by the river, they're going to be investigating. Especially since he was one of your employees. One of ours? Who who was it? And I hold up the business card. Oh, no. Not Sam. Oh, well, he what's was, left of him? That seems to shake her a little bit, and she says, he was just one of the... one of the office managers. He didn't even, even have anything to do with the science. He was carrying a rifle, ma'am. Well, I don't know anything about that. He was on vacation this week. Yeah, he actually just might have been out there hunting, or just for safety. There's a lot of crazy stuff in these oh, sure. in these mountains. Just might have been out there hunting. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> I hear raptors are in season. <laughs> Not well, funny, Billy. Wasn't meant to be. I thought it was. <laughs> okay, I guess it was funny then. <laughs> now, she didn't get bitten by one, so I didn't see one. Well, that thing, ma'am. We think that we think that this thing is taking our friend. And we can't find it or him, and we're getting really nervous about this. There is a portal, though, or some traces of one. Do you do you, do you know anything about how the the science works? Can um, you control them opening at all? I don't really know very much about about that part of it. I was always a lot more about the brain science, but. Yeah, the the portal opened in the the main equipment lab. The first the first one that we built had to be powered by the graviton, but in the last several months we we rebuilt the machine after well, we rebuilt the machine and now we can make it smaller and more localized so we don't have to to open it up in places that are quite so public anymore. But the trouble is we've never been able to to make contact with that other other world again. The the portals just collapse and collapse until this last time when it 
open to something else. Hmm. Now, listen, if I call Olivia, she may be able to, to give you more information. She may be able to do something maybe to help your friend, but I, I really need to contact her at least to let her know that Alex is safe. What do you guys think? I kind of want to get out of here. I think Enzo's a little dazed, realizing this is where he came through. So yeah, I think we I, we got we got bail, guys. I don't trust it. Kevin's out there somewhere, and he's alone, and we don't know if the creatures got him. Is there anything else about the creature that you that you know, like it, which direction it went, how it moves around? Um, it seems to be. Well, we don't really have very much data on it, but it seems to be able to turn invisible or phase through something, step into, maybe what? it can even return to its own own plane of existence somehow temporarily. That's great. Does anything hurt it? I don't know. I've We haven't been able to, to locate it. Hmm. Billy gives Alex a side eye. Says... Alex, you know about the monster, right? Uh, he says, "I only, I only know. I, I heard the the noises. I never saw it. And then you said that there was a dead person at that other place, and those other, those people were were hurt. Did you ever like sense it? Uh-uh. You know, with we were Billy taps his head. No, the only person I ever talked to was the other Alex." Mm. What if the other Alex might know something about it? Maybe, but I, I couldn't I couldn't get to him. It seems pretty dangerous to keep open up portals to try to talk to the other side. Yeah. Who knows what else could come out? Or get sucked in. Well, he didn't he never required the portal to be open to be able to contact his counterpart, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh that was what actually led us to start trying to open the portal was the fact that he'd contacted someone who seemed to be him but wasn't him yep yep billy shrugged his shoulders say it's worth a shot yep i agree well that is if alex would be willing to do it he nods and says he says i can try again but it didn't it hasn't worked in a long time betty sighs and says well we can we can take him down and hook him back up to the uh to the amplifier and see if he can try again, but it's been several weeks since the last time he was able to contact the other side. Yeah, let's try. And I was just wondering, could you show me where I came through? She says, um, yeah, okay. It was actually over here in this other room and she leads you down the, the hallway. Uh, she opens a door into what looks like it was uh, originally office space. And it actually has, the place is a wreck. There's shards of, of wood everywhere. And actually your old bed is in this room. She says, yeah, you were apparently asleep in your room and the portal sucked a sizable portion of your house through right into here. Scared the heck out of us, to be honest. Uh, apparently when the, the portal opened, it did so when your dad was operating the, the machines in your house and it just sucked 
part of your bedroom, including you, into this universe. She says, it didn't actually happen right here. It happened in town in in Boulder City, but we just moved all the stuff that uh, that came through over here. Well, can I look through my... I mean, I would say Enzo's shocked and wants to... <laughs> Uh, is there any of my old, my old things? And can I look through the drawers, see if. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, a lot of your clothes are, are here. Most of it doesn't fit anymore because you're older. Yeah. Yeah. Billy looks at the, uh, at the Star Wars sheets and says, Hey, they have Star Wars in your world too. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it was a low budget TV show. <laughs> oh. yeah. So was it Battlestar Galactica that became oh, yes! the three movie uh, yes! extravaganza? Yes, Cylons rule. Yeah, there's there's definitely like a Cylon headlamp, or, <laughs> or by your command was on t-shirts everywhere. <laughs> He's got a by your command t-shirt. Enzo, <laughs> are you okay, man? You look a little shook. Yeah. Um... It's just, it's a little weird because I, I, I'm remembering bits and pieces now, but I, I think I, if there's like a, a photo or comic books by the bedside, I'll, um, I think I just pop those in my bag. Okay. And, uh, like, okay, well, yeah, slowly putting the pieces back together. For the sake of your personal continuity, there is half a, half of a salamander here. Ah! <laughs> no. Oh, no. It's, it's quite dried out. How half? Yes. Uh, Man, that's when, that's low. That's that's mean, Brian. After the <laughs> rats, she sees you looking at it. After the rats, we have half a salamander. Ma, when she sees you looking at it, she says, "Oh, yeah." Um, when when we saw that, we we figured out it was a pet. Daryl bought another one for you to to try and make it seem like you had just. Moved so we, house instead of being in another universe. So this is the original Mander? Mander 1.0? Mander 0.5. Oh, wow. Well, I think I pick up that little... Tell half of and so Mander. I, even zero. Billy thinks that was a jerk move. I don't think you should have pets, man. They end up very badly. We have several non-animal owners in, in this group now. By the way, I, I never had mentioned this uh, in previous sessions, but after Enzo had gone, you did rescue his old salamander and is living in the hideout. Okay. Nice. He hasn't made it to the hideout yet, though, so he doesn't know that. But I brought my other... If anybody uh, wants to like tell him about it right now, that would probably be a good time. <laughs> Wait, does hey, it mean Enzo. that the salamander that's in the hideout is yours? There you go. <laughs> uh, I wonder what the backstory was for that. <laughs> yeah, it must be. I mean, I, I'm sure one of the other guys would say this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, Enzo, we, we, did, we did rescue your, your, your salad. Got it. Got your salamander there. Well, I'll give this uh, zero point five a proper burial then. When we get back, and I wrap it into like a napkin or something and put it in my bag. Bury it next to Sargon. 
the all right well I, i'm good here guys thanks for giving me a minute anytime man anytime yeah no worries okay so betty and alex lead the way back down into the uh neural what's it room and she puts him in one of the chairs and and lowers this thing that looks like a high-tech colander onto his head and she starts up some some of the equipment and says okay honey now now concentrate you you remember what it feels like try and reach out and and see if you can can get hold of the other alex be strong i know you can do it and he nods his head he looks determined and he closes his eyes and he gets this look of intense concentration on his face and as alex concentrates harder and harder uh, something strange starts happening and you start feeling that that teeth vibrating sensation again she's turned on the lights in here but they start flickering strangely mm-hmm. and then you hear some some weird zapping electric electric popping sounds from the other room you guys heard that did you hear that? the other room being the uh, room that we entered like first right yeah now is that supposed to happen signaling to the other no that's that's strange. I don't know what's what's happening. Alex, are you okay? And looking back at Alex, you can see that he's got a, a look of almost like pain on his face. Uh, his mm. teeth teeth are gritted and his, his lips are peeled back. Dude, shut it down. Shut it down, dude. If it's hurting that much, shut it down. Uh, she starts flipping switching. She says, Alex, Alex, stop. Whatever Whatever's happening, stop. And you hear a crash from that other room. Mm-hmm. All right, we are in extended trouble now. So then everybody select the skill that you want to uh, to use in this scene. Your stakes are the monsters in the other room. You don't know what its objectives are. Uh, you don't know how or if you can stop it. And I honestly don't know what the best move is going to be for you guys, how you want to how how you want this to end, but you have at your at your disposal all the equipment in the lab and of course, all of the stuff that you stole from Mikey Hayes and the campsite. Yeah, so given that this schematic isn't totally accurate to the in-universe lab, what kind of equipment is in the lab? Um, well, in the room that you're in right now, you've got a lot of stuff that is related to functional MRIs, CAT scanning kind of stuff, uh, brain brain scanning. You've got a little bit of biological equipment, microscopes, that kind of thing. The other room has kind of high energy particle physics stuff. Mm-hmm. So you've got some lasers, you've got, of course, whatever portal projector that they were using, um, which Mogu will understand a little bit having dealt with a different model of the same thing. And then of course, you've got the the room with the protective gear. Not sure how useful that'll be. And you have at least uh, three other rooms, four other rooms that you haven't been in yet. Billy's going to run over to this room right here and Take a quick look inside to see if there's anything useful. Okay. There's not really a whole lot useful in here. There's a, looks like some equipment uh, for like medical equipment and Kevin. Oh, you're right. Ah. There's not a whole lot useful in there. <laughs> Kevin is lying on a gurney in there and he's covered in some kind of like slime. Billy opens it, sees him, goes, oh, hey, man, closes it, then opens it back up quickly. <laughs> He's unconscious. <laughs> so Billy looks to the rest of the group and says, um, so might be important. Um, I just found Kevin. What? What? Yeah, y'all might want to get in here because he's unconscious on a gurney and looks like he's been slimed. He has been what? 
Slimed. Slimed. I look at Betty. Yes. That it, it, I mean that in the literal sense. Uh, Betty looks very confused, and she dashes over there, and she says, "What? What? Where did this boy come from?" You know, I when we got here, I asked you where the monster making room was, but did you tell me? No. <laughs> we don't make monsters here. We um, only make psychics. Me, but the evidence is contrary to your statement. Uh, Alex starts crying. Okay, Billy's going to check the other room and see who's behind door number two. <laughs> I'm I'm standing down here and I'm gonna I'm watching this other door because we need to know when that monster's coming. Yeah, I'm right. thinking Enzo might try to peek around the corner to verify because we haven't actually seen this thing yet. If, uh... Oh, do you want to sneak? Okay, so someone else go grab that other fire extinguisher. Whatever it is, if it's alive, I doubt it likes zero temperature. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm going to pass. Enzo's going to pass that way, so. I think, uh, All right. So the other two rooms that Billy is is checking out look like careful into uh, some kind of fabrication. There's equipment for making circuit boards and assembling electronic electronic components here. A 3D printer that'll never catch on. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So then, I need everybody to choose whatever skill it is that they want to apply in the situation. Mm-hmm. Well, quickly, are we uh, are we are we fighting or are we running? Um. I feel like we should get at least Kevin and Alex and uh, Betty to safety, or at least I feel better. Kids too. We running. should probably get to safety too. Uh, how personally. are you yeah. going to move Kevin when he can't move and he's all slimy? Okay, yeah, he's, he's on a gurney or pushing. Uh, yeah. Can or I running. can I use my rope to uh, like make a little like harness thing for him and sure. carry him that way? Cool. What is the skill that you would want to uh, move, uh, I'm guessing? Yeah, I guess that would be move. Does this place have an elevator, or is it just stairs? Uh, Just stairs. Okay, never mind then. Yeah, where's the the external exit once we get him? Mm -mm. The only external exits are the big hole in the wall that the monster made to begin with, and the main door down here. Yeah, so it's not up to park. Okay. It is not. <laughs> because the Game Master wasn't thinking about fire code when he <laughs> yanked this floor plan and then modified I'm it. I'm just kidding. I'm just <laughs> kidding. Honestly, Brian, get your act together. Yes, yes. All right, so guys, we've got to be able to do all this and keep quiet because the thing's over there, we think, and so we've got to get out of here. Right now, I don't think it's got any reason to think that we're over here. So, Except that we just activated the psychic kick that might have drawn him here. I'm pretty sure that that's why he's here, man. Yeah, I have a bad feeling about running with an unconscious person. It's fine. (laughs) I got him. Okay, who's going to volunteer to slap him awake then? Me. (laughs) You've got the cold cuts. I got the cold cuts. She is amazing. I'm telling you, she just she comes up with all kinds of stuff. All right. All right. So Enzo, what skill are you applying here? Uh, I'm going to use sneak since it's my strong suit. I had a feeling. Jomar? Um, somewhere between move and comprehend. So probably move. Mogu? Well, I was going to say program, but if we're going to try to run, I guess Comprehend would be better. I'm still not sure. I have a feeling. I'm going to say program. 
Okay. And Billy. Sneak. All right. So then, Enzo, can you think of a way that your sketchbook applies in the situation? Hmm. Hit him in the metal head. Well, I could. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'd flip through my notes, maybe. Any um, information that you'd collected that would be useful? Let me see. So I have. I mean, I think I, you know, drew its um, the paw print or its a claw print on the, the ground, and I have every, like different people's names kind of connecting who knows who. Um, Martinez, Olivia. Hmm. Yeah, unless unless there's something about it's a paw print, or actually there's the technology that um, that we previously ran into um, that, that kind of activated the portal. Right, if you wanted to try and and operate the portal equipment. Uh, good try. Run it so by the team. Like point out that that diagram and see if it's worth a shot trying to send it back through somehow. Yeah. Well, that would work out with Mogu's decision to use program. Mm -hmm. If you could get her into the room and uh, she could operate the equipment. Yeah, I guess if we. Yeah, if if we don't want to take this thing head on. We could draw it in and activate the portal and try to trick it through it somehow, but and hoping it's sending it to the right place. <laughs> All right. So if that's what you want to do, um, and Mogu agrees, sure. then you can roll your your sneak roll with the schedule. What happened? I hit my table. <laughs> okay. So what? The, what? I thought the monster came through the wall. I was thinking the same <laughs> thing. <laughs> The monster broke the fourth wall, too. I was about to soil my armor. I am sorry. <laughs> <laughs> right. Wow. Right, so I will try that. Jeez, just wow. Oh. With all of that buff, I got one 11 success. 11 dice, you got one success. <laughs> wow. All right, and uh, there are five of you, and you need 15 total successes. All right. Oh, come on. What's he trying to do again? Uh, he is going to sneak... Uh, Mogu into the other room where she can try and operate the equipment to try and banish the monster back to its own dimension. So do I wait? Right so do I use sneak or what? What do I use? No, you'd still use program. Okay. You're you're relying on Enzo's sneakiness. So I click on program. Yep. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um. Mm. Don't worry. We we still have uh, luck points and pride that you can use. So speaking of, let's let's get through everybody else first. We've got Enzo, we've got Joe Mars, move roll. And so what what is your your plan for your moving, Joe Mar? Well my I have the hammer with me and so my move is to be ready to protect should maybe the monster come into the hallway or whatever, I'm I'm just gonna swing to try to maybe create a distraction or if I can hit him, uh, hit him. Okay. Uh, so oh. my move is to try to protect. All right. And, and Cody's sorry, move is getting Kevin out of the building, right? Yeah. I'm, I'm getting Kevin in a rope assisted fireman's carry kind of situation. And I'm headed for the front door. All right. And then Mogu had no successes on her program Hi, yet. Sir. She's trying to operate the portal equipment. And, and Billy is sneaking. Sorry, which one question on where is the uh, portal equipment? That we need to... uh, it is in 
this room, the one that you originally came into. With the one with the monster. One with the right, monster. and we can actually show you the monster now. What? Because you are in that room. What? This is the one for... Uh, not the map layer, the token layer. Chun, chun, chun. What is that? This is the one for James not to look at, right? <laughs> I remember right, from last so session. Close, close your eyes, James. I'm going to show the picture of the monster. <laughs> no, the creepy robot was what, what was messed me up. I'm sure this will be just fine. Are you sure? Oh, uh, uh, yeah. I've seen worse. <laughs> Honestly, I was expecting worse. <laughs> so was I. When you said no skin, I had... Uh, I yes. couldn't actually find one that had no skin, Wait, but this is okay. the that, Stalin hog painting. That guy remind me of someone. I've seen those in Destiny, but with clothes on. <laughs> It does have a very hive look to it, doesn't it? Right. Yes. So it's got yes, it apparently uh, too many joints in its arms and legs, seven toes, seven fingers on each limb, and that giant, smiley, toothy, icky mouth. Billy will just pull out his galahorn and it'll be just fine. <laughs> All right. So then, speaking of Billy, uh, what was your sneakiness doing, accomplishing? Um,. Uh, so one of us is actually going to be taking Kevin and they're going f straight for the front door, right? Uh-huh. Okay. Um, shoot. What Billy was going to do was he was going to go in that direction and uh, take a couple of the uh, cuts of meat that he's been lugging around and, you know, kind of make a trail leading off in that direction to kind of you know, to to steer the monster in the wrong way, but since that will lead him right to my friends, now I'm rethinking that. I'm trying you to. I'm looking at. The, go ahead. Distract it. And you have a fire extinguisher. Mm -hmm. I have a spray back killer if you need it. <laughs> it matches. Okay, here's what I'm going to do. Well, this this will blow up in my face, but I'm going to try it anyway. Yes. Billy's going to take the uh, gunpowder that he scavenged, and mm -hmm. he's going to make a ring of it. Inside the ring, he's going to put one of the uh, the pieces of meat, and then he's going to, if he has enough, he's going to make a line with it to the door to where he'll be behind with the matches. I think someone has been watching cartoons recently. <laughs> and uh, you're making a big... Big assumption that this uh, creature is interested in the meat and will be attracted by it somehow. Everybody well, likes there, pork. There weren't <laughs> any cans of Mountain Dew in the fridge, so I'm doing what I can. Oh, should we pour a <laughs> should we pour a beer over it too? I mean, I mean, uh, raw beef and uh, and and beer. I mean, it, the monster looked pretty redneck to me, but I wasn't trying to be, you know, put labels on it. You know, I'm just it, saying it may that be... maybe the the, the Scooby Doo plan is not the. <laughs> <laughs> well, we have to distract it or draw it towards wherever the portal is going to be, or uh, somehow, um, long enough to like access the the controls. I mean, you can still burn it, and maybe fire draws its attention. You would think. Well, if we've got any fire extinguishers, we can extinguish him. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I was thinking that fire extinguishers tend to make a big cloud of concealing vapor. Yeah, there's that. Which is useful for sneaking around in. 
That's well. Obviously. Some ninja smoke bomb. <laughs> Fire extinguisher. Well, then I've got one. Who else has got one? I don't. Okay. I thought one, someone else grabbed one. I think it was Enzo. Oh, I'm not sure if that was... Yeah, I think that was me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Then, whenever I begin to hear a rattle on the door, that, that thing between us and it, uh, that's when I'll douse the hallway and the area to make a... So whoever needs to get away can. Okay. All right. So back around to the top. Enzo... You only had one success on 11 dice. Let me take a look at my probabilities chart here. If you were to use a luck point, you would have a 57% chance of getting at least one more success and only a 14% chance of erasing the excess that you've got. So it's up to you whether or not you want to use your luck to try and get more more successes. Um, yeah, I think I'll, I'll try. So use my luck point. Then roll that sketchbook again. Big money, big money, big money. There we go. Three successes. All right. Wow. You guys up to seven? I don't think any of us have ever seen three successes. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Jomar, you've only got five dice and you've already got a success. Okay. You would have only a 20% chance of bettering that. So I recommend not lucking for you right now. I'm gonna tell the uh the uh the dealer I'm gonna hold. <laughs> Cody, you got ten dice. Yeah. I'm so, rolling, I think. Okay, it's fifty one percent for you to get better than that. And sixteen percent to uh eliminate your one success. Yeah. I've got two luck points. I believe in myself. Yay. Eh. It's alright. You want to try it one more time or stick with it? Yeah, I'll, I'll burn one more luck. Let's see. Come on. Oh. Ooh. Rip. <laughs> Back down to six. All right, Mogu. Yes. There is no downside to you using your luck. <laughs> so. Do you have one point or two? Uh, you have three. Oh. You're still only 12 mm-hmm. years old. So how do I do this again? I just make the same roll that you did before. Another program roll? Okay. That gets the seventh success back. So you're rolling six dice. I would recommend sticking with that because you've only got a 26% chance of getting better than that. And Billy, with two successes on his sneak on only five dice, I would also stick with that one. Okay. So then now we talk about pride. Enzo's pride is that animals like him and he likes them more than people. Can you think of a way that that would apply in this situation? I mean, I was thinking this is kind of an animal, animal, but it's like... It's not really an animal, and it doesn't seem to like you at all. <laughs> right. So, uh, yeah, it's more like whatever I can think of that to go against some, yeah, big predator, um, <laughs> you know, and reading about, yeah, wolves uh, and bears, and but... Based on your analysis of its behavior as you're as you're watching it, you think that this isn't really a predator. It's actually more of a person. It's an int- intelligent. Okay, so I'm bad with people. So, <laughs> so probably not... uh, pride doesn't. Uh... What about Jomar? Well, if I find that he is a closet death metal head, or you know that he enjoys. <laughs> some industrial polka 
or, you know, some kind of, you know, ska, bluegrass. I'm going to make a general effects roll and see. Higher is better on your, better for you. Okay. Uh, so if you want to try and sing at it, you might distract him a little bit. Uh, it's higher, higher than 50, so I'll give you your, your pride. Hey, you could ask it, okay. ask it if it wants to be on a death metal album cover. <laughs> Persuade it. It's definitely true. Okay. So has he come, has he come in at us? Uh, no, he's still in the room okay. uh, with the equipment okay. where Enzo okay. and Mogu are operating. Uh, so we're currently in there. But like, yes. Hanging. Uh, you you managed to slip in without being spotted, probably, maybe. <laughs> so definitely, I could try. Come on, you want to try to sing the thing? Well, if I mean, if he's going to attack you, yes. But if you guys are in there sneaky, why? Why? You know, leave the sleeping dog lie, right? Uh, Cody, mm-hmm. can you apply your pride in this situation? I think so. I'm trying to get. I'm trying to get Kevin out. I think, get so my buddy out. I think that's a noble cause. All right. Uh, you're at nine. And Mogu, hmm. what is your pride again? Uh, I'm not strong, but I will make my way out and kick you in the balls in the first chance. So strong my <laughs> own way. <laughs> She's on the jazz. So while everybody else is thinking about getting getting away, you're thinking about... Kicking the uh, monster in the balls, yes. Right, taking taking the fight to the monster. So I think that definitely applies. <laughs> well, if movies have taught us anything, Wolfman's got nards, so this thing might too. <laughs> <laughs> might be in his knee. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, wow. Nice Star Trek reference. I love <laughs> and Billy. Billy's going to go with Mogu and Enzo because a monster is just another form of bully. And... Billy's pride was that he was able to make a bully walk away in humiliation. And right. so whether it was whether it is by sneaking past this one, mocking it to its stupid, skinless, toothy face, or shoving a fire extinguisher up its nose, um, Billy's sticking by his friends. All right. So that takes you up to 11 successes. You need four more. And so we'll go back up to the top, and we got Enzo with... What did we say? 11 dice and three successes. Uh, so that means 11 minus three is eight. Is that right? Yes. <laughs> uh, so if you roll, you may take a condition of your choice. Mm-hmm. And then the command is slash R 8D6 equals six. Right. Um, so I'm going to take the uh, scared condition. It's appropriate. Okay. Creeping into the room with an interdimensional monster. For this group, that's pretty much a Tuesday. (laughs) Yeah. All right. There's one more. That'll do. One success. All right. Okay. Jomar, where were we with you? You have one success on five dice. So if you want to push, you may roll four more. Okay. Okay. And what condition did you take? Uh, Upset. All right. Cody. Mm-hmm. I got 10 to reroll, I think. Yes, you do. There we There's go. two more. All right. There you go. I'm going to take injured. Okay. 
That takes us up to 14. We only need one more. Uh, Mogu's got five dice if you want to push. Yee. There it Yay. is! Oh, right. yeah! And what condition awesome. did you take? Scared. Scared, okay. Appropriate. Mm-hmm. So Cody lashes his friend to his back with his lasso and uh, takes off down the hallway with Jomar following closely behind to protect him. Meanwhile, Enzo and Mogu slip into the other room and they see horrible monster. Oh, there it is. Now I see it. <laughs> <laughs> I was expecting it to appear in the black part. <laughs> Sorry. Um, and it sees them as as they come in and uh, starts to move towards them. But Billy actually steps in and hmm? go ahead. I just had a thought. But no, I already I already made my claim of what I was going to do, so never mind. No, if you want to narrate something else, I'm open to it. You know, he didn't – just to uh, to test a theory, and because he's tired of lugging it around, he's got the fire extinguisher in one hand, but he reaches to his backpack, holds up a nice, big, juicy steak, and waves that in front of him, saying, here, boy, come on, and then chucks it to the other side over the uh, utility drop thing there. <laughs> All right. Uh, the monster uh, watches it suspiciously, as though it might be a weapon. When it just kind of splats onto the ground, it turns its head back toward you and gives you an expression that you can't quite interpret because it's alien. <laughs> right. Uh, but you've got its attention, and that lets gives uh, Mogu enough time to get over to to one of the the computers, and then you can let low let blast with that uh, fire extinguisher to to cover what she's doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mogu gets to the computers, and it takes her a few precious seconds to f- refamiliarize herself with the equipment. It's a but Unix it looks... system. <laughs> I know this. But it is similar enough to the uh, the old equipment that she had previously operated, and she finds a uh, familiar-looking... Familiar a uh, piece of equipment which had previously been stolen from Daryl Keats. Uh, so she knows where that goes and how to get it all set up to open the portal. Jomar, noticing that uh, everybody else hasn't quite followed around, followed behind uh, Cody and seeing that uh, Cody's well on his way out, out the door, uh, you decide to double back and you see that the, the monster is flailing around in this room full of CO2 vapor. It's a little hard to breathe in here because it's driven some of the oxygen out. But between you and Billy and Enzo, you manage to keep keep the monster confused enough that Mogu can do what she does. And finally, she uh, pushes a button and the room kind of sparks and shakes. And uh, Enzo feels that very familiar, uncomfortable, vomit-inducing, wrenching sensation. Mm. It's working. <laughs> <laughs> And knows that the portal is opening. And through a series of, of feints and clever moves, you manage to maneuver the monster back through it uh, and banish it back to its own universe. And Mogu cuts the power. Bye! <laughs> Billy rubs his head. Does anyone else feel like a fried egg? No. <laughs> <laughs> note, to, note to self. Uh, 
CO2 is not good for him. <laughs> the uh, security guard charges in right at the tail end of everything and chews all of you out for being in a place that you're not supposed to be. But uh, Betty kind of smooths things over with him a little bit, uh, and they get an ambulance called for Kevin. And to be clear, we're just covered in white dust from the <laughs> extinguishers at this and point. And I'm still trying to to give people cold cuts because I don't want them on me. <laughs> just like oh, wow, she's just like <laughs> tucking them behind equipment. And... <laughs> just like here's a tip: keep the chains and just like slap one in the security guard. <laughs> Never mind that steak over there; it's fine. <laughs> That was here when we got here. I don't know what that's about. <laughs> Must be extra uh, dimensional. You should study it. You should st- absolutely. It would have been yes. very epic if I Before leave the room tests. and throw them over my shoulder bag like. Yeah. <laughs> right. Okay, so we are at almost the end of our time. Uh, so let's just go ahead and proceed straight to experience. Uh, I'll give you a little bit more epilogue. Over the course of the next the next few days, uh, some news comes out about NAI that they are performing unethical human experimentation, notably on Alex, and that there was some some kind of fraud involved with uh, this woman Elizabeth Hayes, who was declared dead, but it turns out she faked her own death to escape her husband Mikey, uh, who had been following this Olivia Martinez woman all over the world trying to, to catch her in her unethical pursuits. Alex actually is Mikey's son. He is not related to Enzo in any way. So was any, Mikey any chasing the scientist lady or was his wife? Mikey was chasing the scientist lady because okay. his wife left him for her. Oh, I see. Okay. Oh. <laughs> Nobody saw that one coming. <laughs> no. I didn't. No, there wasn't really a whole lot of opportunity to give you that piece of the uh, the puzzle because you never actually talked to Mikey. But when they talk on the phone, we're just like eating popcorn, getting like all the the details. <laughs> uh, right, you get you get some of this uh, from the rumor mills. You get some of it directly from from Betty. You get some of it from the investigation later on. Nothing ever comes out about some kind of otherworldly creature that's hushed up. At some point. Olivia Martinez used her DOD contacts to take over the local police station, and she was using the police to go search for a science experiment they got loose, uh, although she was never real clear on what that science experiment was. And those DOD contacts, Mogu managed to glimpse at some point and recognizes at least one of them as the agents that were supposed to have been watching her. So apparently the reason that she was uh, able to get away was because these people were diverted from what they had been doing to a more high-priority assignment. Hmm. All right, so each of you gets one experience point for participating in the session. Enzo, have you been in trouble because of your problem or relationships? Uh, Problem, having to stay under the radar. I mean, I guess I did kind of... I was sucked through this portal and found my origin story. (laughs) So maybe... I think the... uh, the kind of relationship with uh, with Betty and Alex kind of counts. So give yourself an experience point for that. All right. Uh, what about Jomar? Let's see. Problem outdoors is a bummer. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, when we were out um, realizing there, 
outside of Mikey's house and traipsing through the woods and the, I mean, the uh, open area. And yeah, it was pretty Examining much Examining the campsite. Examining, okay. yeah, and looking at the blood and seeing the, the dead, dead body. That was a bummer. <laughs> How about Cody? I was not. All right. Mogu? I don't think so, neither. Right, and Billy? Mm, me neither. Alrighty. Enzo, did you use or struggle with your pride? Not a lot of animals in this situation. Yeah, just half of one. <laughs> <laughs> I did forget about that. What? <laughs> you know yeah, what? So... I think that counts. Because I think <laughs> okay. that you have a point for that, yes. Emotional state after discovering that not only is your original salamander dead, but salamander that you thought you were loving was a fake <laughs> yes so we have a little uh yeah, epilogue it, burial if emotional <laughs> turmoil isn't worth experience points then why are we even playing this game exactly <laughs> enzo's grown up too fast <laughs> how about jomar <laughs> uh yeah i believe for our discussion i was prepared to uh sing to the monster all right and cody yeah you definitely activated it. I, I used it explicitly. Uh, Mogu. Same thing. We talk about kicking the thing on the balls. Right, right. <laughs> wow. And Billy. I shot a monster with a fire extinguisher, and I threw a stake at it. <laughs> <laughs> you did. You staked the monster. Nice. <laughs> Okay, so then back to the top. Enzo, did you put yourself at risk for the other kids? I think so. Creeping around in the quite a few rooms. So. And yeah, you were you were the vanguard at the beginning of this thing with no idea what was coming. Yeah. Uh Jomar? Yes, I believe I did. With the uh parrot of the hammer uh heading down, watching over Cody, but then coming back into the room and being prepared to fight the monster. Yep. Cody? Um, I mean, in as much as anybody was in danger during the final sequence, I think you. I feel like you kind of avoided the danger. I mean, you, you, yeah, you were heroic in getting your friend out, but uh, no, I agree. I I took the least risks of anybody. So, <laughs> uh, Mogu, I distracted the guard. Does that count? Uh, absolutely, but, yeah. But you know, he got covered in slime and nasty slime because of that. That that should be worth something. <laughs> Do you know what the slime was? Half a point at least. Uh, no, that never becomes clear. You don't know exactly okay. how Kevin wound up there covered in slime. Maybe he'll tell you next week. Cool. Oh, this, that, this that'll be entertaining. Good. The creature yeah. make him about, to oblivion. Why, why am I covered in goo? <laughs> yeah, we should definitely be there for like the hospital wake-up scene. <laughs> how about Billy? Did you put yourself at risk? Yep. All right. And Enzo, have you learned something new? Well, I think I learned a little bit more about my how I came into this dimension. Yes, I think you did. Jomar? I don't think this was a learning expedition this time. How about Cody? I kind of feel uh, overall more confused. I guess I did learn more about Enzo's origin. That was neat. See, we right. all learned something. <laughs> Mogu? I am sorry to bring this up, but I learned that cold cats are worthless. Nobody wants them. You can't do anything with them. <laughs> Worst item. 
Yeah. If only there had See, been dinosaurs in this scenario. Should have gotten the mustard. Yeah. <laughs> should have gotten the mustard. Should have gotten the yes. And Billy. <laughs> what about Billy? Did you learn anything? Billy learned that you can go through all this trouble, even hurting yourself, to try to gather supplies for what you think will be a cool uh, pyroclasmic <laughs> distraction, <laughs> blinding and hurting your enemy, only for your friends to look at you like an idiot and <laughs> and completely put you down. And just type into a keyboard and make it go away. <laughs> <laughs> Well, wow. you can be forgiven. It works so great with the uh, dinosaurs. <laughs> sure. Would have That's known awesome. that had I been there. <laughs> this has been episode 11 of the Quantum Childhood Actual Play Podcast. And so it goes, part two. The music for this episode is entitled A Rising Wave by Jeremy Blake generously provided by the YouTube No Copyright Music Library. The Tales from the Loop RPG is based on the art of Simon Stallenhog and uses the Year Zero game engine. More episodes of Quantum Childhood and of the Geek at Arms podcast can be found at geekatarms.com.